We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast. I'm your host for the night, Nick, joined by Jay DeSilva as the Oklahoma City <laughs> Thunder beat the Utah Jazz by a final score, a deceiving final score, in fact, of 134 to 120. We are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you don't already, subscribe wherever you get your pods. If you're listening to this and it's not Monday, December 11th, and it's Tuesday, December 12th, go vote. Keep OKC Big League. Um, the game tonight, Silva, I think we can probably spare the listeners the back and forth, the game flow, the quarter-by-quarter action. Uh, I'll sum it up by saying the Thunder took a big lead early. The Thunder carried a big lead late. Uh, fourth quarter came around. The bench players came in. It got close. It got, I think, like 12 was probably the closest it got. Mm-hmm. It was never a scare, um, but Utah certainly stormed back. Keontae George had a hell of a game. We'll talk about him in more depth. Um, big picture, though, in this game, who who would you say was the most surprising performer? I think it's pretty easily Usman Jang for me. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen him get he's got 18 minutes tonight. It's been a while since we've sorry, 26 minutes, uh, 18 points. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen him get that much run. He's been playing a ton in, in the G League and doing really well from what I've seen. And he was the biggest surprise. Uh, you know, coming into the season, we thought the three-point shot would translate like pretty immediately. Yep. Um, it it was up and down to say the least, but it was the physicality that was still an issue for him early on. Um, but you know, tonight he looked like a professional. Six of seven from the field, three of four from three, 18 points. Uh, just looked like a part of the offense and part of the team in general. It looked natural. Yeah, super pumped for Us. <laughs> Maybe this is like me, like way overthinking galaxy brain stuff. We need that kind of game out of Oos and like a game against like Sacramento where like you actually need that random guy to go off to yeah. get points. You, you'll take a big Usman game in a blood mm-hmm. against the Jazz, certainly. 
But like, it wasn't like he scored all of his points late in the game in the fourth quarter when it was all the bench guys. Like he, he was one of the reasons that this team got out to a big lead early. Um, the aggressiveness, the assertiveness, like I tweeted this out at one point. I don't mean this like in a serious way because obviously the dude knows how big he is. Mm-hmm. How, how he's six eleven with guard skills. Um, but like once he really realizes, yo, I'm just a jumbo guard wing and everybody guarding me is either going to be way smaller and I can overpower or way bigger or the same size, but nowhere near as athletic or quick on their feet. Like he, he is a walking mismatch and it just yeah. feels like when he gets the ball, I don't know if it's a confidence thing or just like a figuring himself out kind of thing, but like he can, the things he did tonight, it wasn't like it's, it's not reproducible, like hitting open threes, driving by weak closeouts. Like these are things that ooze can do every single night. And so it gives you a glimmer of hope. Like you, you in a long season, there will be times where guys get hurt and someone has to step up. There'll be times where guys are in ruts and you need a guy to step up. There'll be guys that are, not in the rotation today that will be in the rotation in game 60. And I think all of us on this pod would say Oos is a good candidate to be that guy that like didn't contribute the first 20, but does Mm -hmm. contribute in the last 20. And these give you glimpses of what he could be, right? Like he doesn't need 26 minutes to be impactful, but if he can play 18 minutes and give you you a three pointer or two and good defense and, and kind of versatility where he can guard three, four, sometimes two, sometimes five, like, that's the kind of guy that you want in your rotation. I totally agree. And the, it, it does seem like this year with, you know, Josh Giddy struggling with Poku getting no time. It does seem like the team is looking for a four, a bigger, but also nimble guy to play next to Chet. And it's like, Usman kind of, kind of could fit the bill. If yeah. he realized how big he was, that's, that's yeah. the biggest thing. And like tonight, like you said, does seem nothing that he did seems unsustainable. You know, yeah. he just like fit in. That's really all it was, and like you said, if he once he realizes how big he is, and then he gets he's a mismatch nightmare. Um, he like long term, it just an, is an ideal fit with yeah. with the starters. I think something that uh, I thought about last night. I should have put something in the Slack, and I didn't. I'll bring it up now for the first time. Uh, Jalen Williams versus Dub. I loved his comments around like he just goes into this different mode, and he's a dub. Mm-hmm. I know you love Dub. It, it begs the question, you're J.D. Silva whenever you're out and about doing your thing, eight to five. Mm-hmm. You got in this podcast, though, you're Jay De Silva. <laughs> do, do you do you feel the similarities with Dub where you just turn the switch off and on? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't, you know, the way I act on the podcast is not necessarily the way I act off of the podcast. There's a little bit. It's kind of similar, but there's a certain you know, like showmanship you got to have. You got to be a real competitor out here on StreamYard. I, I went, feel that. I, I think, I, I really do think like there are guys like Russell Westbrook's the prime example. Russ, I don't think, I don't recall Russ ever making comments like that where like when he's on the court, he's a different person. He certainly had the comments of like Spalding is his only friend. Like <laughs> yeah. it's basketball. Like he's he's not going to like be buddy buddy with the opposing team. Um but you, you love seeing guys like Dub that have that personality that post games say like that was Dub that wasn't mm-hmm. that wasn't Jalen. Um, reason I bring all this up, I, I rabbit hold us. I'll, I'll pull us back out here. Um, he didn't finish with like the craziest stat line. Like I think it was fifteen points, you mm-hmm. know, handful of rebounds, couple assists, three assists. Um, 
but he got going early and it felt like he carried over the momentum from the fourth quarter last game where he really picked the thunder up and, and helped them get a win and mm-hmm. came out aggressive. And it makes you think he only shot 10 shots with 50% from the floor, two of two from deep perfect from the line as well. If Jalen Williams in this kind of game shot 25 shots, which he easily could have, if he probably wanted he to yeah. like he's, he's kind of in this mode right now. And he has this swagger where like, it would not shock me if sometime in the next week and a half, two weeks, he has like a 35 point game. No. Yeah. It, it looks so easy. It's it looks so easy in the 22 minutes. Like I, I was watching and I was like, this guy looks like an all-star. Like yeah. he, it looks unbelievable. And it, what is he? 23? Yeah. 22? Yeah. It looks and, unbelievable. And we, and we, and we, we like to talk about age and, and age certainly matters, but there's also like NBA reps. And while he is an older second year player, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a ton of reps. Like he, he's not played a hundred NBA games yet, which is crazy because when you watch him insane. play, it's like, dude, like if I'm a Utah jazz fan, I might think he's four or five years in the league. Yeah. Like just the way he plays on both ends. Mm-hmm. He uses his length. Um, I think it was you that, <laughs> Had the analogy that the athletic version of Taylor Horton Tucker like got the same <laughs> got the same same build, but uh, yeah, all limbs, Dub but THT is limbs. just yeah, like a Mike Wazowski replica out there. And stuff. Isn't, it, isn't THT the same age as Dub? I think he is, and THT looks like he's thirty. He, he looks and moves like he's thirty he plus. Does. Yeah, it's tough. Tough Man, for the uh, tough night for the SGA THT uh, Bleacher Report yeah. article from like three years ago tonight. It just. Every, every time you think back to the Lakers and who they wouldn't trade, who was untouchable in every trade package, it's like they might have five superstars right now if they would have just parted ways with the Carusos and the THTs of the world. Not, I know. And Caruso's awesome, and not, not to discount Caruso, mm-hmm. but there was like massive trade packages that were like, no, we're not trading Alex Caruso. I digress. We're talking about the Thunder here. Um, on the flip side of things, we've talked about Oos, how great he was kind of filling that Kind of backup four role. Um, Pokashevsky got garbage time minutes. Um, didn't really do a whole lot. And and I know it's a small sample size. I got the box score here. He played nine minutes, was 0 of 2, had one rebound, was a minus 17. And and that's not a the minus 17. It is what it is. That, that's yeah. He was out there when the Jazz made a run late. Like there was mm-hmm. a bunch of guys that were like that. Lindy was minus 15. Uh, Bertans was minus 17. Trey Man minus 21. Um, does this kind of game impact your outlook on Poku at all? Or is this just like it was nine minutes of BS time? It didn't matter. If anything, it impacted it in like a, a negative, a slightly negative way. Cause it's like, okay, if he was just, you know, if it was like a health thing secretly and they just were wanting him to work out with the team and kind of slowly ramp up, maybe now is when you just unleash him for nine minutes and like he comes out and has a really, big impact and is a true difference maker and looks polished out there. That didn't really happen. Yeah. It was kind of just same story, different day for old Poku. It's nuts, man. Like I think even preseason, I need to go back and look at my bets. I'm pretty sure I had a bet that like Poku was going to start a bunch of games as Uh, like, as like the spot start guy that Casey has been filling that role. Yeah. And, uh, he might be legit. Like, after over. Trey Mann's played these last couple games, like he might actually be last in minutes on the team. That's not a two-way guy. I think you're right. 
which is like, what? I would not have guessed that coming in, especially. No. Like, do you think it was the injury? The injuries, I should say. He had one in the offseason, one like before preseason. It just like I, I do think it's that's part of it, because when you're injured and you can't develop, like there's a, there, there is a big comment. And we got to we can't forget this guy's young. Right. Like he's Still. one of the younger guys on the team. Mm-hmm. There's a confidence factor to it. I just he doesn't look like he has the juice or the pop anymore. Like he no. just he just looks THT like out there. Like he's it's just the legs. It's his like the limbs legs don't just move. aren't moving. Like he looks no. like me and you going and playing media pickups. <laughs> like it's just yeah. I saw a lot of myself in THT tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I don't know. Poku, barring something turning around, he was a guy that I was like, they're gonna give him another deal next yeah. summer. It may not be a huge deal, but he will be on the team. Now value like, there, maybe. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't think he has any trade value either. No. So unless you're swapping him an old Hamadou Diallo for a late second rounder kind of trade, like I don't know mm-hmm. what you what you'd do with him here. So that was interesting. It was a blowout. So we did get to see Poku late in the game. Didn't do a whole lot. Um super negative minutes for him overall. Um, somebody else just to to talk about spot starts, Case and Wallace. Always looks really, 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 really good. Cheesy. As a starter, oh, cheesy. As a starter off the bench, um, he's sixth in minutes per game this season, sixth in total minutes. He's gotten all five spot starts. There's been a, a couple of guys this year. Lou Dort's been hurt. Um, I think Shea missed one or two games, and he was the starter both of those times. So point being, everybody that's been hurt so far this year, Kaysen Wallace is filled in as the starter. Um, he's, he's the clear sixth minute. As good as Isaiah Joe has been, and he's like this super crazy um, analytics guy that is like the lead, like the he's best awesome. bench player in the league statistically. It's crazy. Yeah. Jason Wallace is still like the sixth man by definition. Like he's the next mm-hmm. man up in the starting line. He plays the six most minutes. Um, what what have you seen from him? Didn't have to be just tonight because this, this game was was a real barn burner. But like holistically, Jason um, Wallace is he a guy that you're convinced is probably a long term starter on this team? Is is he going to be a sixth man for? Eternity is like this backup guard alongside Isaiah Joe. Like, what, what do you see Case and Wallace's role being, not just for the next, you know, 60 or so games, but like even in the next season? I actually do. I, I could see him starting. I, I do like it maybe in place of a Dort long term or something like that. Uh, like you have SGA, Dub, Chet, Kaysen, maybe Josh, maybe someone else, depending on how this season and the next couple go. Um, he has just proven it's it says a lot that they trust a rookie this much this early because there are so many other guys on the team that could slot in for Dort, like Aaron Wiggins, um, Isaiah Joe, like you said, Kendrick Williams. There's so many names to go through, and they still just keep going right back to Kaysen Wallace. And it's because yeah. he's so efficient and good when he's out there. He is taking – it was a, a couple-week stretch earlier this season where I was like, okay, he's not – he's taking like three shots a game. Like that's yeah. not Super enough. Sample. Yeah. And he, that's taken up. That's like he's searching for his own shot a little bit more, but not to the detriment of himself or the team. Like he's still four for eight tonight. Yeah. Still, uh, I think he blocked. How many blocks did he have? I saw he has, he just always finds a way to get blocks and steals. Two blocks. Like, like a, a lot guard. Of in this team. It's insane. It's insane. He is, he is awesome. He is. I, and I don't even know if he and Lou Dort are like directly comparable players. Like they are different in yeah. a way. Um, but yeah, I, I could see Kaysen's gonna play a lot of minutes, whether it's as a starter or as a super reserve, uh, super sub. But like he is 
fantastic. Presti, you've done it again. He has done it again. I think something to just to briefly mention too, like. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He was drafted, what, six picks technically before Keontae George, who had an awesome night as well, um, just to yeah. mention his stat line. And also another kind of aside, Utah was without Larry Markin and Walker Kessler, among other guys tonight. So just pointing that out, too. If you didn't catch the game, and this is your kind of recap, Utah was not only bad, they were also uh, uh, down a few key players. Keontae George, though, uh, 30 points, 10 of 17, 5 of 9 from 3, perfect from the line seven assists. He's really dang good. Um, I, I don't, I mean, obviously it's way too early to say like Kaysen over Keontae or Keontae over Kaysen. Like they're very different players. I think um, Keontae's passing upside is much, much better than someone like Jordan Clarkson. So I don't, I don't mean this like, as a comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that fans often, because I did, I did see a few fans tonight, like, man, maybe Keontae would have been a good pick. He would have been a great pick, like to be clear. Um, but you have to go beyond like the points. Like if you were just to go off of points, Jordan Clarkson's like an all-star every year. Like the dude yeah. just gets buckets. But there's there's little things. Um, not to discount Keontae because he's a great passer. He's had like three or four games with ten plus assists already this year. Um, but Kaysen, like the little things, like if you don't watch the Thunder, and all you do is look at box scores, Kaysen is impressive because he's super efficient. He gets the blocks, he gets the steals, but you like really have to watch this dude to understand the impact that he makes. It's it's nuts. Like, and you mentioned he's not, he's not Lou Dorks. He's not this like physical power bully defender. He's like this weirdly long rangy, quick twitch, like, like a Drew holiday defender. type. It's, yeah. I see a lot of Drew holiday there. It's kind of insane. That's an insane comp, obviously, because Drew's like one of the best guard yeah. defenders we've seen in a while, but similar style where it's a more reactive level, reactive defense, um, but also like hounding at the same time. And yeah. like, a corralling style it's 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 pretty insane to have that just on the bench as a rookie on a cheap contract for four or five years yeah yeah and i i think i would i would compare so drew is a great comparison i would say Keontae, or i'm sorry kaysen is is like drew whereas dort is more like marcus smart that's like a great comp very very good defenders but in a very different way Mm -hmm. um and just the fact that you've got two of those guys on your roster. Um, we've talked a lot about the the Lou Dort Mirage, I think is the way that we talked about it a few yeah. weeks ago. Wow. Um if if Lou can shoot 35% from three 
and take good shots. And Kaysen, who shot much better than 35% from three, can also do the same thing for the course of the year. Mm-hmm. And they both play that good of defense. Like, that's just stupid value. You're feeling really good. I also uh, really stepped in my own shit with that Lou Dort segment we had because I was like, it's not a mirage. <laughs> it's an oasis. He's fine. And he's shot like sub 20% from three since then. So the Lou Dort experience. It feels like an every year thing, doesn't it? It does. It'll even out. He'll end up being 33.5% probably. Yeah. It seems like a, a perennial yeah. thing. Um, obviously, he was out tonight, which is why Case and Wallace got the start. And um, like you mentioned, like this this game, to kind of put a bow on it, we can talk kind of last themes and um, even look ahead a little bit. I, I wasn't on Sunday shows. So maybe we talk a little bit about the next two games and what your predictions were, where your money ball was. I imagine it was probably tonight in a win. Uh, <laughs> the fact that two things. Your arguably best defender, although it might be Shea this year, but arguably your best defender historically in Lou misses, and you've got this rookie that plugs in perfectly. How many teams can say that? That are actually winning games. Not very many. Not many at all. The other thing that I was thinking about towards the end of this game was, I mean, 22 games into the season now, you can infer the Thunder are likely going to make the playoffs. Like they, they seem like that team. But there's always every every year there's these teams that are like this, like Utah last year, um, Orlando this year, I think will make the playoffs, but I'm not as sold on them as Oklahoma City per se. Yeah, Um, there's these teams that like they start out strong and then they lose games like this. And for Oklahoma City to go in there and again, it was a 14 point win. It was not. It was a 40 point win. It was. Third quarter, it, it was a blowout win. It's not in the final score is not indicative of what yep. this game actually was. Yeah, I think that a lot of people look at a rising team and all they look at are like the tough games. Like, did they beat the warriors? Did they beat, uh, the Timberwolves? Did they beat the nuggets? But like on the flip side, taking care of business and blowing out a bad team by 40 is also really indicative that you've actually made it. You've arrived. That's what I was thinking during that, this entire game. Like I kind of expect at times last season, I definitely did this season. Not so much. But it still lingers where I'm like, okay, I'm watching this game, heading it. I'm thinking they should win this game. Yeah. It's like, how easy is it for a fan to say they should win this game? And they, they, this is becoming a team where, like, if they're favored in a game, they're probably going to win the game. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not a huge like betting guy, um, but I've been like looking at the lines before some of these games. Like, this was a team, I know it was at home, and home always gives you, like, in football, it's like an automatic three points. In basketball, yeah. I don't know if it's a point and a half, two points. Mm-hmm. They were, like, seven and a half point favorites over the fully healthy Lakers. And Vegas is right a lot. They are. And they were right that night because the Thunder won by 23. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, they're it, it's not just like they're this team that's, like, winning games and, like, crushing Vegas because they're winning when they're not supposed to. Like, Vegas mm-hmm. is like, nope, these dudes are good. They're good. They're good. Yeah. And we're giving him seven and a half points against the Los Angeles Lakers that have LeBron and AD fully healthy. That's yeah. nuts. I'm still wait. I'm still waiting for something, you know, some sort of slippage, you know, yeah. like we had yeah. the Houston game, obviously, yeah. which sucked. Yeah. But ultimately that was just one game and the larger picture that they're painting here, larger house that they're painting as a, as a <laughs> good, good um, reference. Hello. Uh, it, it looks good, dude. It looks yeah. really good. And um, I guess that can lead us into the in these games later this week that yeah. 
I haven't. Who are they? They play the Kings, the Kings, and the Nugs? The Kings Thursday, Nuggets Saturday, Grizz. We won't talk about the Grizzlies, but just for future mm-hmm. context, that, that's a Monday game. We'll talk about that on the Sunday show. So on the road, both of these games at Kings at Nuggets. I personally, I don't know if Jacob mentioned this on Sunday show. I have a win at the Kings, a loss at the Nuggets. I really contemplate the Nuggets game. They've really struggled even with Jamal back. They haven't looked as good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kings, I just feel like, how many times can you play bad against the Kings? Like at some point it turns around and you, and you get one yeah. and like the team gets pissed off. Um, so I've got a win at the Kings, a loss at the Nuggets, which would still be a, a splitting those two is awesome. Like you'll, you'll mm-hmm. take that all day. Those are two teams that whether the standings say this right now or not, those are two teams that are probably top four or five in the West. Um, what, what were your predictions? I know your uh, your predictions this year have been really good. So let's, let's hear what you got. <laughs> I did have the money ball tonight in the dub, so I'll Same. take that. Same. Um, and then I do I have them splitting the next two, but I have them uh, swapped from what you had. I just feel like every time I watch them play the Kings, it's kind of like when I watch them play the Rockets in Houston. It just something goes poorly. Uh, they they play sloppy. Something goes wrong, or someone like a Kevin Herter is going to go off for thirty plus points. Um, so I I predicted a Kings L and a Nuggets dub. Um, you know. So, so you're flipped. So you're flipped. So either odds say either you or me will be feeling good after these next two, but not both of us. Cause we you know the what? Exact opposite. And you know what? I got the money ball. That's you all did. that matters. I, I missed think... it last week. Cause I predicted the W on the uh, Houston game. And I, you know. I would wager everybody got the money ball this week, which means it's probably a wash. <sighs> a lot of season up. left though. Yeah. A lot of season <laughs> left. Uh, thank you guys for listening again. And we will be, uh, back with you guys later this week. Got a game against the Kings on Thursday, Nuggets on Saturday. So two more games before Sunday show. If you live in Oklahoma City, December 12th, tomorrow, Tuesday, go vote. Check out seven our socials. Check out our socials. We will have um, potentially some sort of giveaway if you if you go out and vote and show support. Keep Oklahoma City big league. Until next time, and as always, under up. Latvian laser!